This is the first of our bonus episodes, things we couldn't fit into the larger narrative, but they piqued our interest and we thought you might want to know more about them too. For this one, we're going deeper into the Sherman Indian High School. We mentioned it as one of a hundred boarding schools the U.S. government used to re-educate native populations, or in other words, to solve the Indian problem. It's one of four still operating today, but what was once an institute of cultural assimilation has changed. Here's Lorraine Sisquak. By about 1960s and 70s, just like everywhere else, the civil rights movement and red power movement and all kinds of things were happening. So things started to change. And now there's only four of these schools left and they serve a purpose to kind of help with the the healing and the correcting things. It takes a lot of generations to heal from that kind of trauma. Healing has been slow, but following the civil rights movement, major cultural changes have been made in the school's curriculum. I can see a lot of it in the yearbooks and in the newsletters, of course, um, you know, the changes or who's doing what. We had an Indian Day celebration, just different things like that in the 70s, I think. And then in the 80s, Marianna Taylor, she started the Indian Studies classes. Fern Charlie Bogus, who is a graduate of Sherman and still teaches there today, she started um, tribal government and also continued teaching Indian studies. And she was actually punished as a young girl for speaking her language, you know, in the 60s before she graduated. And now she teaches Navajo language and culture there. Now, alongside the powwows and the boys' drumming classes, the school also has a cultural ambassador that's selected each year of a girl called Miss Sherman. And it's not the homecoming queen. We have that too, but she's a cultural ambassador. And we have a pageant the night before our powwow, and they select the new Miss Sherman. What are the qualifications for being Miss Sherman? What do you have to do? At the pageant, they, of course, first do a speech talking to the judges why they should be Miss Sherman. Then they model in their traditional regalia, and then they do a cultural sharing. It could be anything from a lecture to a storytelling to singing, dancing, all kinds of things. They do beautiful. It's really amazing to see, you know, you see these kids in their uh, sweats or running around in gym shorts and, you know, just average teenagers. But then they get up there and, and share their culture and traditions or speaking their language and songs. And it's just beautiful. She's also teaching the students about the land. I've taken my basket students up in the areas where they gather and harvest. They love that because they get out off campus and they go gather and harvest. And then on campus too, we're really over the years tried to plant and we're really looking more and more towards that. Hopefully like to get rid of all the grass and just have it all native plants and all over. And it's all part of the curriculum. The science teacher brings my native plants They'll bring them down and we'll show how we make soap out of plants or how we dye or, you know, different things like that. Every class we can add to their curriculum using our native plants or traditions or ways. So it just teaches that connection to the land. And are you hoping to teach that to other people, people like me? Yeah, we do. We do. There's many things, you know, that we don't share because of the ridicule or, you know, judgment or things like that. Or sometimes it's just for our own ways, you know, for our own families or traditions. But the general just of respecting and loving this land and learning and is, yeah, we do share that a lot. That's been my whole life. 
Well, thanks again to Lorraine Sisquak. Now, you can visit the Sherman Indian High School Museum. It's in Riverside, California. Just check out our show notes for episode one for more information. <laughs>